Hey guys, welcome back to 31 Days of Wisdom. Today is day number nine. And today, number nine, we're talking about which house you're going to go to. You've been, an invitation has been sent out and which one you're going to go to. This chapter is really interesting, um, kind of interesting how it's poetically written, I guess. There's 18 total verses, but it's kind of broken down into three six-verse sections, right? The first six verses, it's kind of Lady Wisdom and her call and her invitation to her house. And then the last six are like uh, the adulterous woman's call and the invitation to her house. But in between these two calls, um, there's a six-verse sandwich that's kind of, or six-verse um six verses that are kind of sandwiched right there smack dab in the middle of them and it talks about the um the starting point of wisdom which is to be consumed with all as you worship the lord and the key is the practice of humility right and this that kind of middle section right there provides the key for us to choose wisely which one of these invitations are we going to choose and the key there is humility and as you read through chapter nine right here, you're kind of left with a choice and the choice boils down to, as he says in verse 12, life and death. So let's just jump in right here. Chapter nine, day number nine, 31 days of wisdom. Here we go. So first six verses, wisdom has built herself a palace upon seven pillars to keep it secure. She has made ready a banquet feast and the sacrifice has been killed. She has mingled her wine and the tables all set. She has set out her maidens crying out from high place, inviting everyone to come and eat until they're full. Whoever wants to know me and receive my wisdom, come and dine at my table and drink of my wine. Lay aside your simple thoughts and leave your paths behind. Agree with my ways and live in my truth and righteousness you will find. Kind of shifts right here. You'll notice the shift. If you try to correct an arrogant cynic, Expect an angry insult in return. And if you try to confront an evil man, don't be surprised if all you get is a slap in the face. So don't even bother to correct a mocker, for he only hate you for it. But go ahead and correct the wise. They'll love you even more. Teach a wise man what is right, and he'll grow even wiser. Instruct the lovers of God, and they'll love you even more. The starting point for acquiring wisdom is to be consumed with awe as you worship Jehovah God. To receive one, to receive the revelation of the Holy One, you must come to the one who has living understanding. Wisdom will extend your life, making every year more fruitful than the one before. Check out that promise right there. So it is to your advantage to be wise, but to ignore the counsel of wisdom is to invite trouble into your life. Now it shifts again to the last six verses. There's a spirit named Foolish who is bolsterous and brash. She's seductive and restless. And there she sits at the gateway to the high place on her throne overlooking the city. She preaches to all who walk by her who are clueless as to what is happening. Come home with me. She invites those who are easily led astray. Illicit sex is the best sex of all. Her secret affair will be sweeter than all others. Little do they know when they answer her call that she dwells among the spirits of the dead and all her guests soon become citizens of hell. How about that right there? So you've got two calls, Lady Wisdom, the adulterous woman, and really sandwiched in between is the key to making good choices, not just here. You know, I, you know, I think it's easy 
we have easy time making decisions between good and evil, right and wrong, right? Those are pretty obvious. But I think where most of the struggle is the decisions between good and God, right? And as you have the wisdom that comes from God, the revelation knowledge that comes from God, that's how you can determine and make right choices between good and God. But the key, as it kind of talks about here in the underlying key in this uh, chapter here is humility. And really, the question I have for you is, how do you define humility? So that's something I struggled with for a long time. I thought humility was thinking less of myself and thinking other people were better than me. And uh, if you followed any of the things I've done, you've probably heard that story before. But I, I come to realize that humility isn't thinking less of myself, but thinking of myself less. And what real humility is, is recognizing the gifts and the talents and the abilities that I have been given and using those gifts, talents, and abilities to serve and add value to other people, all the while glorifying God the Father. So here's the deal is recognizing that you are a person of value, but also the people you are called to serve are people of value too. Becoming a person of value who values other people. That's what humility is, and that's the key to making good choices and good decisions here in this chapter. So, our question to you, the action step today is, how do you truly see and view and define humility in your life? So guys, I hope that has added value to you. I hope you guys have a great day. And hey, tomorrow we jump into chapter 10. Yep, chapter 10, verses one through nine, or chapters one through nine have kind of been this conversation with a father to a, a child. Now we're moving into the typical Proverbs that you think of where it's a little couplets and wise sayings. And we'll jump in that tomorrow in day 10. Hope you guys have a great day and God bless.